Good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. I feel like <coughs> I should almost apologize because I'm taking longer to talk to, to Jenny. I have to say I was quite horny yesterday and uh, this morning. And uh, with what, 10 days left, right? So that's uh, almost two weeks in my abstention, which is interesting, but it's actually not be, it hasn't been that hard, you know, to abstain. It hasn't been hard at all. I think it's going to be way more interesting, the abstention, when she's here. I mean, because it's pretty pretty clear on both sides, you know. So we are wanting each other. So uh, to be able to resist that, you know, to kind of play with it and then to not surrender that's going to be that's going to be tricky that's my aim though you know i'm going to keep stating it out loud that's my aim for sure at least the first night not to do anything i mean no of course no no penetration that's what i mean everything else will go anyway <laughs> so so yesterday i had a group of six spaniards and then uh uh, an Irish Spanish guy, Kenneth. So he was a family from the Canary Canaries, which is very interesting because one of those guys he had his wow, his accent. I really had to pay attention. It was really challenging. It was like they were saying that were just not said. You know, it would start words and the way they were connected, it was very smooth and soft. And I really need to pay attention. And I did actually ask him during dinner. I was like, but why is your accent so different than everybody else? You know, why do I have to concentrate so much more to, you know, to understand you? And I was just curious, like, like, do you come from a different part of the Canaries Island or, you know? And and they were just like, yeah, we too, we have trouble <laughs> understanding him. <laughs> Which is, you know, because I, I had no problem with everybody else, actually. It was just him, so it was just him. But it was very nice. It was uh, they had a 12-year-old, I forgot, 12, 14-year-old boy with them, and uh, quite quite a mouth, but nice, actually interesting. Uh, almost kind of seemed a little mature in some way, but then again, he's just a young boy with all this uh, adult in there. Uh, quite, uh, I mean, we're looking at like 50 and, and 60, you know. All the bunch. well in the forties, I guess forties, fifties, and up to about sixty. Yes. So, and then those guys arrived early, and I had nobody then coming. You know, I was thinking yesterday would have been maybe a, a bigger day because there are six people from the get go, and they surprised me by uh, basically getting the dinner, and that was quite surprising. And uh, <coughs> and then Kenneth came later. And actually, it was just starting from here. So I just drove from uh, Almeria, which is in, on the coast in Andalusia. So about seven and a half hours to get here. And I, I would have never guessed it was Irish. But he's been living many years here, but still. It was like I was trying to guess where I was from. I was like, no, I don't think it's French. I don't think it's German. And now it was Irish. Anyhow. And uh, so, you know, we talked for a while. Like I said, so we both were in Spanish, it was very good. 
think we may have exchanged a dozen words in English the whole day. And then there was a weird thing that happened that definitely was like, well, to me, it was a red flag. So I don't know how the topic came up, but I was talking about, I don't know, how, honestly, it's weird, but sorry, you just gonna, I don't have a, a context to give you here. Schwarzenegger came up and, you know, I talked about when I was a teenager, he was my hero, and I just recently watched a documentary about him, and I think it was like a three or four part series. And it's it's interesting, you know, about those bigger than life characters that just uh, do things differently. They just stand out, you know. And uh, and he, and he basically talked about demon, uh, some kind of demons, something with Hollywood. That the reason why he had this ascension is because of this connection and corruption and kind of basically a conspiracy theory. And I was like, holy mother of God. And I'm like, of course, in my capacity as host in my, you know, with that responsibility, you know, I was going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, and of course, where would you go with that? You wouldn't go anywhere anyway. So most unlikely it would have been, let me just get out of this thing. I'm not interested in, in remaining in that, in that place. I, I don't know what to do with that. You know, when somebody goes there, it's like, I'm just not familiar with that wiring of the brain. You know, I have my own twisted one, but... This one is, uh, to me, it's like wacko. And so I find kind of a way out of it. And then for the rest of the time, you know, very nice and everything, but kind of stayed clear because I'm like, I guess I can't, I can't help it, but I'm like, there's some marble that don't seem to be lining up right there. It's like, what the fuck is that about? I've never heard that either. Also about Schwarzenegger, that is like, it's, it's this conspiracy theory, I guess. Maybe there's one about everything. So it was it was definitely surprising. So, but all of us guys had dinner, so it was nice. And of course, it was all in Spanish because everybody spoke Spanish, which is uh, there are not many Irish people that I know, you know, <laughs> that speak good Spanish. And so, you know, for the ice breaking. I had a, a kid to take in mind, so I wasn't going to be talking about the, what's what's the biggest challenge in your life right now. Though it could have been okay, it just didn't feel like it. I felt like changing it. And so basically we did some sharing and I find some stuff to share. And then his father got kind of emotional and when I talked about something that you're grateful for, it was basically, oh, well, I'm grateful for you, you know, to bring those questions, to kind of warm up the table and makes us open up and and you get teary the guy got teary second day in a row where i got a man getting teary kind of emotional and uh you know ah, how interesting and i mean it kind of it's kind of a nice feedback uh you know for you know the kind of thing that i'm doing because obviously i'm doing it thinking you know that they are useful i don't i don't want to do cliche I don't just want to go look at a book and say, well, what should I say? What should I ask? You know, I should, how should I break the ice? Though there would be nothing wrong to look at ideas, but then they have to resonate within me. It can't just be because a book says so. It's got to be because, yeah, that, that's what I want to say. That's how I want to contribute to the dance. It has to be genuine. I have to believe in it. It can't just be because, well, 
the studies show that that is that. That that tells me nothing in terms of actionable uh, strategy. So though the information is great, you know, to get data and statistics and okay, and but after that, you know, no. So it was kind of nice you know, to kind of see. Uh, and actually, really, everybody did quite well as far as my book is concerned in terms of the sharing. Uh, when I call him the philosopher, you know, making a parallel between the Camino and life, you know, what people are getting out of it. So it was, uh, it was quite nice. And actually, you know, well, not worthy, I think. And I got this, uh, Naomi does not like Guajada, does not like the consistency of it. So initially, I was kind of like, trying to should you try, if you don't like it, you know, try to, like, no, I just don't like the in a real life, okay, you don't like the texture? And she's like, yeah. Say, okay, but that makes sense. You know, doesn't like Remind me of Emily. She doesn't like those things like pudding. She doesn't like the texture. It makes her feel like, yeah. <laughs> Emily is uh, my ex-stepdaughter. And so, and I was like, what could I give her? And then I was like, hold on, I have some chocolate. So I put uh, some chocolate on a plate and I give her. And we put it in the air. Hey, do you like chocolate? And she's like, yeah. I'm sorry, I just spent, you know, you know, finishing something sweet. So it was kind of nice sharing my private stock of chocolate. Also makes me think about maybe doing like a little bit of chocolate on top of the cuajada. So you have the cuajada, the cookie, and on top of the cookie, chocolate. I kind of like the idea of that sometimes. Anyway. So I'm, I have a feeling I'm going to be doing that. I mean, it will be small, you know, it's not like a... I mean, chocolate is not expensive anyway. Like that bar of chocolate is 65 cents from the euro. It's quite affordable. It's kind of like a rice cream. I kind of like the crunchy. Anyway. So, and then they finish quite early. And then uh, Kenneth was outside enjoying the table, so I basically kind of kept an eye and... Uh, Kind of watching that Swedish movie about that two kids with a quite dysfunctional parent that forged a bond, but not quite at the end of it. But it's interesting. Like I said, the Scandinavian has this kind of a darkness around the art that I kind of like, actually. You know, kind of messy and uh, part of the human life, right? It's, things are messy, you know, painful and complicated. But uh, yeah, I kind of like it. Quite, uh, quite well done. The filming, the editing, the music, and the culture, and then the characters, and uh, yeah, they've done quite a nice job of portraying everything. And then eventually get to around 9 30, maybe sending us back to bed. So it's kind of nice, you know, not to say anything, just keep an eye. And then uh, one night, this woman walking toward the Alberti. Initially, I thought she was one of the pilgrims, and so I was kind of thinking, like I was shutting the door fast, and of course I kind of waited, and I realized, I don't know who you are. And then I'm like, what, well, did she get lost? And uh, turns out she's uh, Angela's uh, sister-in-law, which I had not met. She's from Romania. And I knew that because Angela told me he has one from the, uh, I think, Dominican Republic, and then one from Romania. And... Uh, 
So she was bringing him a, a power cord for his cell phone. <coughs> I think it was supposed to be living yesterday somehow. I don't know. But anyway, we didn't bring his cord. He's just trying to charge his phone. So then she was coming. We kind of met her. And then... Uh... Oh, and then... And actually, yeah, I didn't get the tables out. No, I got the second. I don't think the tables were quite out. No, no, the tables were still out. That was the break of And then somehow, I don't remember at some point, Pilar contacted me. She wanted to talk. And then... Uh... For whatever reason, I chose not to well, talk to her about meeting Jenny before. But, uh, yeah, I just chose not to. Well, number one, because, of course, not knowing. But I don't know, just to be like, no, it doesn't make any sense to bring that in. And so, you know, we had the moment and, of course, realized how, you know, how much I care. How much I care about her. You know, what she means to me. And you know, so she's there, a friend Hannah is there. Hannah's friend, I forgot her name, I met her at the this workshop. I like her, she's an ex uh, nun. And so they are, not they are Hamidina, and it's actually she's living today. To go back uh, seven years, and she starts work on Wednesday. And her brother just arrived yesterday. And he's going to be staying on the week with his mother. So yeah, and she kind of was talking, it was kind of interesting. So basically she's going to be back to work for a couple of weeks and then she has more holidays. And you know, I was talking about maybe going to work or whatever. And I could kind of feel like as if she kind of wanted me to invite her to come my way, you know. And I didn't. Uh, well, because anyway, I don't know, number one. But I told the end, I said, you know, one of the possibilities that I'm going to start to work again. And if I do that, then I'll just basically let her know, hey, this is what, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing. And uh, yeah, of course, if you want to join, I would love to. I would love to work with you. Because I have a feeling with her, you should be able to, to get some good distances. I mean, I, I thought, well, I think it will be a little challenging for her. You know, the it's 30 to 40k, that might have to change. But basically, it's coming, it is obviously an option. And it's probably going to happen regardless because Jenny, even if, as it turns out, we already have something, that she's still going to go back home to, to friends. And I have a feeling that most likely she might just want to be by herself with her children, you know, to do that instead of bringing this stranger and, you know, then she might also want that time. She, do. she like she likes her own time, her me time. So she's already stated, which is very very nice. You know when she comes, she's also quite social. She's involved with a lot of people. She has a lot of conversation going on, and it's important to her you know, that she may spend time on the phone doing stuff. And I thought it was actually quite considerate, you know, beforehand. And I'm like, of course you're at home, you'll be at home, you know, whatever you need, you know. And of course for me, my my number one responsibility of the pilgrims, you know, that uh, that doesn't change. But, uh, so yeah, there's a possibility to walk. Anyway, you know, 
And if I do, then I will walk toward a... Obviously, yeah, I'll be walking toward Burgos, you know, and then to, uh, to the Camino de la Lana backward. And it could be that, even if Gene was something, it would be actually very ironic, or it would be very funny if, uh, you know, Pilar was to come to join me to do the first part, and then uh, Jenny would come back down, you know, and then uh, join me on the Camino. So I could actually... I could actually conceive of that, you know. And so, like I say, it's just, uh, I mean, obviously, yeah, I just, there's no waiting, you know. I mean, I, part of me will always wait for Pilar, you know. And if anything with Jenny, the kind of cool thing is that, you know, she would completely understand if there was something that, uh, let's say we have something going on, we have this relationship, and there is unfinished business, so Pilar wants to get with me and, uh, I don't see myself saying no. I, I just can't see that. You know, I, I don't see how that would have anything to do with loyalty or betrayal there. One of the ass. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> so, yeah. But then at the same time, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just not waiting anymore. It's like, that's not in my hands. You know, that's for you. You would have to be the one to voice it, to state it, you know. Uh, I, I uh, yeah, I won't be more than likely, you know, like the, the couple of two, three conversations we've had, she's the one who initiated them. I'm just not. I say good morning to her every morning, you know. I send her greeting. <laughs> and, uh, but that's it. Or if I'm really thinking about her, then I'll, I'll send something to let her know that I'm thinking about her. But that's why I'm stopping. There's just no more that would, it wouldn't feel authentic. It would not feel genuine for me to do that. And, uh, yeah, I can kind of sense that, I don't know, like I say, the thing that I just don't know about her, kind of made a comment, you know, about her kind of keeping some things inside, you know, keeping kind of the world at bay. And of course, we all have our reason, we all have our luggage. So with all the love and respect, you know, I completely accept it all. And, uh, but at the same time, you know, for me, I do want, you know, openness. And we did, we did have, you know, we did some sharing. You know, there was some stuff she opened up too, and it's just not easy for her. That's my take on it. It just, it, it, it's just not easy to really trust. And I don't quite, I don't see, I can't find a connection as to why would you be so cautious, you know? I just, you know, she has not, uh, yeah, she had a couple of experience where she was kind of uh, sexually harassed, you know, but she, she was never raped as far as I can, well, I think she would have told me. But, you know, but she, of course, she gets scared. It doesn't mean that it's not traumatic. But she, when she was younger, had some older men, and, uh, yeah, I just don't quite know where that fortress comes from. Because sounds like she had a, you know, she loved the dad, you know, the mother was more of a contentious relationship. And I just, uh, I have never heard anything to make me think that, uh, you know, that, that would make sense for it. But there would be a fear of getting hurt and really that overprotectiveness. So, but at the same time, you know, she is who she is and that's fine by me. And she doesn't need to be anything else and I don't want her, you know, kind of like with Jenny too. 
with, uh, you know, what happened with uh, Ronaldo, I think it was the name of the guy. Yeah, sure, I get affected. I felt hurt and a sense of betrayal and, you know, kind of uh, not being enough and being rejected and all of that. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, of course I want you to be exactly who you are. Because if not, I'm not interested. You know, if that reciprocity implied that one of us has to change to be acceptable to the other one, then it's not it. <laughs> it's just not it. I'm not looking for that because that's not my new fairy tale. My new fairy tale is inevitability through compatibility. You know, meaning that you meet somebody, there is something, there is a spark, but the spark is not enough. The spark opens the door. And then there is respect and acceptance of who the other person is, not needing them to be different. That being said, you know, if things happen that you feel things, you share that with that person, but you don't hold them responsible for your feeling. And I'm quite a stickler with that, you know. With Glenda, it happened a lot when she would basically say, I'm responsible for how she feels. And I'm like, I'm sorry, baby, but I just don't feel that way. I don't share that. Yes, I played a part. But whatever you feel is yours. You know, it didn't start with me. It just got relieved through me. And uh, I guess because it's unwelcomed, or it's not something that you're ready, or whatever the case may be, but it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm not responsible for that being there. You know, there are many things that I say and do that you have no problem with it. You know, that's because in you, there is no lingering issue with it. And so, you know, kind of what happened with Jenny, even though I haven't quite full, come full circle, I know that it's mine. You know, it's just easier to point at the other person and to, you know, to feel sorry for that. And I'm like, I don't want that. So, yeah, I'll feel it. I'll feel hurt. And then I'm, I'm going to keep learning to stay with that and not to blame it and not to deflect it. It's like, it's mine. It belongs to me. I don't like it. It hurts, but it belongs to me. And if it belongs to me, then there is something for me to get out of it. So there is a silver lining. There is a lesson to be learned. And some of them just are plain painful. And uh, I think that's part of life. You know, that's how at least I chose to, I choose to spin it. Anyhow. So, like I say, it was nice. And then there was a little bit of silence between some exchanges. And uh, because, of course, with Pinar, for me, it's being with her. You know, like, being near her, I like to put my hand on her leg and, you know, and give her kisses from time to time and, you know, just... Uh... And it's not always touching, actually, and I think it's becoming less with her because kind of realizing, you know, because it's more than likely not the connection. It's not the kind of connection we have, you know. Uh, and for me, I don't want to to mess with that. I don't want to play games with me, that kind of begging or hoping and wanting and maybe thinking, what can I do? Manipulating, you know, very selfish way to, I want you, I want your body. I want to fuck you, you know. No, I want you to want to fuck me. Because of course I do. I do want to fuck you. On the inside of you, I want to share that with you, but not if you don't want it. Because then it's not it. And it's been a hard lesson to learn, but I have to say, Pilar was a great teacher when it came to that. So, 
But let's see what's happened. What's going to happen with Jenny? Uh, let's see if I'm making some headway. Uh, <coughs> but I do feel good. And like I say, it's just it really is funny. It's like what's what's kind of rising to the surface. I am sharing those things is the sense of letting oneself be carried away. It is really it is really strange. You know, it's like this not resisting and almost not being active like even thinking with Angel uh, you know about the whole financial stuff realizing yeah I don't want to argue with that it's like whatever it is you seem to have a clear idea of what's right then you go for it I don't care that's not going to be my my battle mine is going to be if I was to come back you're going to have to just get your shit together about the micromanaging and it's freaking annoying that you're repeating all over the place. It just it doesn't work for me, you know? And, uh, and I want my space, and if I have my space, I don't want you to feel like you can just walk in. You're going to have to, you know, there's got to be something to wear that's respected. People just don't walk in. and uh, Or maybe moving stuff out of there, they have to, if I was to come back, because I would want the door <laughs> again. Even if it means one time losing, uh, what will you be losing? 20 euros or whatever, maybe, maybe, because a private habitation is for two people, and I've yet to receive anybody, like a group of three or six, up to six, I would say, hey, we want a private door. So that doesn't normally happen anyway. That would be very unusual. And I'm like, yeah, and if it's happening once in blue moon, it's not a big deal. It doesn't warrant a change of policy. So, but... Uh, but yeah, being like, uh, and it doesn't matter for now, because for now it's going to be moving from here, you know, and then things will settle, and then uh, then we'll see, you know. But uh, yeah, for now it's just finishing this thing. Speaking of, I have uh, one of the pottery kind of jar of wine fell from the dish dryer, which is like a few, barely a few inches, but just cracked the handle. So I need to let him know. What can, if that can be done in a special way for it or what, to try to fix that. And uh, and, uh, and then the stuff about the, the ceiling in the bathroom, that'll, that'll come at some point, but when I realize it doesn't have to happen now, there's nothing to be done, not endangering anything. And um, for now, it just doesn't feel like, yeah, it's just not something that uh, I'm going to go into. Anyway, so as far as the temperature, you pretty much look like we are in this thing for the long haul. And uh, for the forecast for the next 10 days, pretty much shows, okay, there we go. It's going. Shows uh, around the same, you know, between 30 35 degrees. So it's going to be warm. The morning here felt look cold but the sun is already starting to be so it's going to be warm i don't quite see uh, mid-august being cold at night not quite yet but we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see Anywho. <clears throat> all right
the town is some bad news. Yeah, it's strange. It's hard for me to keep talking when there's somebody live behind me. One of the S. Because it becomes then more important than than the podcast. And uh, to kind of uh, at least acknowledge them. And then I just can't go and be ready to acknowledge them. One of the S. I can acknowledge them and and stay with my spot that I want to express. I just takes precedence, as the saying goes. It takes precedence. Anyhow, <clears throat> we got a trash truck coming. So a bit of a life going on already in the morning. Early wave of pilgrims. People doing the cleaning, getting the, the place ready for the third day of the fiesta. And no, I have not gone once. Like I said, it's going to be unlikely that I am unless, uh, like I said, I meet some kind of pilgrims like those. The French one that I really enjoyed uh, was at Bois de Vivre. They were very, very nice. <laughs> and then I could see myself going. But yeah, then it's kind of like a, I do feel awkward. You know, in that place where you just sit, you have things going on, and you just kind of chit-chat about nothing. And of course, what I want to talk about doesn't make any sense, but it's like, oh, just not easy for me about chit-chatting, you know, over an extended period of time. All right, I'm going on the big set of stairs, even though I do that with you, right? Well, I do it with Pilar, but that's different, you see, because the other connection is established. I'm okay about the chit-chat, uh, if that is the case. Anyhow, or like with Jenny, that's exactly what I do. Every day, I basically, uh, oh, there is a car, so they were gone. Uh, look at <coughs> All right, get my back on, and then can I get back to the upper again? So, oh, my friends, yeah, the legs feel good, you know, my pack is ready, the weight of the pack is being absorbed. Uh, Alright guys, you'll have a beautiful day. Talk to you on the other side of the rainbow.